It's Thursday, September 9th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Hoynes, stop me if you've heard this one before. The Indians last night facing a rookie uh, right-hander, making just his second start uh, in his career in the big leagues. Uh, Joe Ryan comes out and nearly no-hits the Indians, uh, probably the fourth or fifth time this season that the Indians have been threatened or have been no hit uh, this season. Uh, three times uh, pitchers have thrown no hitters against them. Uh, Carlos Rodon, um, Wade Miley, mm-hmm. and the combined no hitter in, uh, in Tampa Bay uh, that last just seven innings. But Joe Ryan, really a threat last night uh, into the seventh inning when Ahmed Rosario broke up the perfect game with a base hit and the Indians go on to lose again by a three, nothing count being shut out in back-to-back games by the twins for the first time in night since 1963. Uh, The Indians were last shut out in back-to-back games in Baltimore in 2019. Uh, Just the, the same old song and dance on the offensive side for the Indians. Yeah, Joe, uh, Ryan uh, was just uh, dominant. I mean, they didn't come close to a hit. I mean, uh, uh, Fran Mel Reyes had a hard ground ball to start the second inning, and uh, Reyes made a great play at third base to throw him out. Uh, but that was probably the closest they came to a hit until, you know, Rosario had that clean single to left with one out in the seventh. So this kid comes out, second big league start, like you said, retires 19 straight. I mean, I, I you know, I, I don't know uh, – you know, it's just with this team, it could happen at any time. And we've seen that time and time again, that they, they are like a no hitter waiting to happen. They, it's happened three times and why not number four in the last, you know, 25, 26 games of the season. Right. Uh, it, it just looked like they had no idea what was coming at the plate and, and just didn't know, you know, what to do. It, it's not like it was terribly complicated from Ryan. Uh, going into the game, Ryan threw his fastball uh, almost 75% of the time, uh, according to StatCast. That was, he, he relied so heavily on his fastball, and his fastball was not dominant. His fastball was not, you know, mid to upper 90s. It was, you know, low to mid 90s. And it, it, they, they just had no clue. This is a team that hits fastballs, and, and the Indians couldn't, couldn't put one in play against them. Yeah, they popped up a lot of balls, a lot of fly balls, a lot of early counts, early swinging in the count. Uh, just looked like uh, they gotten uh, that kid got into a groove. And, and, you know, I don't know if it's the old theory, you know, who has the advantage the first time you see a pitcher? Uh, is it the hitter or the pitcher? And last night, the pitcher certainly had the advantage. And uh, what? like you what? said, Joe, I mean. They've scored two runs in this three-game series against the last-place team in the AL Central. Against the second-to-last worst pitching team in the American League. You know, and that's not to take anything away from what Twins pitchers have done so far this, this series, but uh, it, it, this is an absolute failure by the Indians' offense uh, over these last three games uh, for certain. And, you know, you're, you're looking at what – this this Joe Ryan kid he he came over in the trade from Tampa Bay so uh when they when they sent Nelson Cruz to the to the Rays uh, the 
the Indians acquired or the uh, the Twins acquired Joe Ryan, and he had pitched. I I believe he had pitched on the uh, Olympic team uh, as well. So I mean, he's been all over the map this year. Uh, it's not like there isn't you know film on this guy, and it look looks like if they want to throw this kid out there in their rotation for the next however many years, uh, the Indians are going to have to face him for a while. Yeah, you know, and he he you know he pitched sixty six innings at uh, AAA this year for Durham and the for you know Tampa and St. Paul in St. Paul for the Twins. He was four and three there, so you know obviously they had some video on the kid, but they said his fastball kind of really jumped and it was up in the zone, and uh, they weren't rare, obviously they weren't very patient because they you know they just it looked like they were just kind of. He kept him off balance and his fastball, he kind of had a three quarters motion and uh, it had some uh, late life on it. And, you know, it just uh, befuddled the Indians hitters right at, at you know, last night. And, and the shame is that it spoiled yet another really strong start by Tristan McKenzie. Uh, you know, McKenzie comes out there, strikes out the side in the first inning, uh, finished with seven strikeouts, went six innings. Uh, only allowed three hits, one run uh, earned, and, and walked only one. That that one walk did come around to to bite him, but uh, just another outstanding start by Tristan McKenzie. Uh, he really seems to, you know, the, the physical and you know execution and mechanical stuff is is all there, and it, it really has been all season. The the mental aspect, the the attack, and the the approach has just been so off the charts. Uh, just over his last maybe a month and a half. Yeah. Four, four straight quality starts, uh, you know, to the two really good starts since he's come off the, uh, IL and, uh, he has really, really been good. He's, uh, and he's only allowed Joe in his last four starts over 27 innings. He's only allowed, uh, three earned runs. I mean, <laughs> that, and, you know, he and, obviously he his, his winning streak was ended last night, but, I, th- I found it ironic that a kid that, you know, has cut down his walk so much, you know, since the beginning of the season where, you know, he, he led the American league and led the big leagues in walks that, uh, you know, since he's kind of turned a corner here, he gives up one walk and that's the walk that beats him. You know, it, right. it was, it, I mean, it just shows you that, you know, it's not, it's not, uh, it's not how you pitch. It's when you pitch like Bob Feller used to say. He, uh, over his last four starts, he has a 1.0 ERA, 32 strikeouts, and only three walks uh, over that, that stretch. That's, uh, you know, 27 innings. That's, that, that's pretty impressive uh, considering where he was earlier in the season, like you said, leading, the, uh, leading baseball in walks for a, for a starting pitcher. Just uh, we, we've talked about how, you know, McKenzie can – can really establish himself as one of the faces of this franchise moving forward. He's got all of the intangibles, everything you want to see as a, as a, as a, an organization uh, to put this kid out front and center and be the kind of guy that is, you know, just leads the team for the next, however many years. Yeah. You know, and you, you see him falling in, you know, behind, uh, you know, Bieber and Savali and Quantrill and McKenzie you know, and, and Eli Morgan and uh, Logan Allen, the way he's pitched, you know, the last two or three times out. Uh, it's really, uh, you know, it's promising. You know, we've talked about it before, but, you know, that has got to be encouraging for the front office and for ownership. And uh, 
if they can improve this offense, you know, there's, you know, there's, they've got a chance to be, uh, to be back in the postseason picture next year. I think with this pitching, I mean, you, you've got to, you've got your closer, you know, if Karen check comes back, you've got your setup guy, you know, you can fill in, you know, a lot of spots in the, in that bullpen, but uh, you know, the, the offense is really the focal point of the off season. They have to, they have to improve that. Yeah. That's, that's really where you can sort of, do you want to do an IV drip or do you want to do a, uh, you know, uh, one of those uh, needles to the heart and sort of get things going? Yeah. What do you want to do uh, to, to sort of inject something into this, uh, this offense? Do you want to, you know, just spend enough to bring, uh, bring along a little bit of offense to keep things going? Or do you want to go big and get uh, a corner outfield bat or a, a first baseman or a, a second baseman or, or, you know, just somebody who can carry the load offensively or take some of the pressure off of maybe Jose Ramirez and, and Fran Mel Reyes, uh, you know, it, that, that's it. It's either an, uh, an IV drip or an adrenaline shot to the heart. One, one or the other, you, you need that in the off season for this offense. Yeah. And uh, you know, I, I think we, we both know it's going to be the, uh, the drip, drip, drip <laughs> theory. I, I don't see if this history has shown new... anything. It's going to yeah. be, <laughs> I don't think it's going to be a total makeover. But, uh, you know, they've got to find some answers. And that's, you know, basically what, you know, DeMilo Hale said, you know, yesterday when, you know, at his pregame press conference, you know, this, this is about evaluation now. You know, we, we talked about second base and the candidates there. And, you know, Joe, we were talking before we started uh, the, the podcast that there's really evaluation going on probably at, at every position, but what, uh, you know. Yeah, maybe base. a handful of spots. Maybe a handful of spots that are unsettled, yeah. Uh, well, let's talk about second base. Uh, Hale specifically mentioned second base as a, a position where they've rotated a number of faces and a number of, uh, you know, options through. Uh, you, you've got Owen Miller has played there a bunch since they traded away uh, Cesar Hernandez. Uh, you've got Andres Jimenez, who's seen a, a, a majority of the, the games there starting at least uh, at the position. Uh, Yu Chang, another face that that can play there, uh, and, and I'm, I know I'm missing a few. And more. Ernie Clement, who got sent down, he he's he started the most mm -hmm. at second base. I think he started 19 games at second base uh, since uh, Hernandez was traded to the White Sox. So you've got that group of four guys, and you know there's you know who knows from uh, the minor leagues they got all those middle infielders. You know, could uh, a guy like uh, Rocio come up and, and compete for a job next year? Or the kid uh, Arias, you know that, that they got from San Diego. Could he be a second answer at second base? I think those will, those are two names that you will definitely see in camp uh, uh, for sure with uh, with major league spring training invites. Uh, Arias and Ernie Clement last night. I saw a video from the Columbus Clippers game. Uh, they turned a double play uh, in the middle infield. Uh, Arias at short, Clement at second. And uh, they, they turned a beautiful double play uh, with the behind the back flip from Arias to Clement, who was sort of through a fadeaway um, throw or a relay throw to first base. Uh, just really beautiful uh, defensively. And, and, you know, maybe that's something you look at uh, as long as one of those two guys can, can hit the ball enough to stay, uh, you know, competitive. Why not, uh, you know, put one of those guys at second base, but, but again, we're talking about 
offense here and what we what the Indians need to see next season is going to be somebody who can hit the ball and you know drive this offense not just sort of be league average yeah and you know the one guy that has shown a little bit of you know offensive pop is is Chang uh, but they played him more at first base you know when Bobby Bradley was out but I think Chang can play second base but we just don't see enough of it you know and I don't know does it change if he plays every day I you know what He's got power, but, you know, I don't know. I, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a really going to be a tough call over the winter. And do they bring a veteran guy in? I, I don't know. Yeah. You know there's going to be second baseman out there. It's almost seemed to me like when they try to pencil Chang in on it for, an, like, give him every day at bats, give him as many at bats as they can, it's almost like he, he doesn't perform as consistently as he does in a three to four game stretch where he's either coming off the bench or, you know, pinch hitting or getting a spot start here or there where he'll hit the ball a couple of times and then go back to the bench it is, does he have that magic formula to be the, the perfect utility guy? Oh, that's a great point, Joe. I didn't even think about that because he certainly is, you know, he's, he's, his defense has improved by leaps and bounds. I think, you know, when I saw first saw him a couple of years, it's, years ago in spring training, I thought this guy was a disaster. You know, he was all bad and no off defense, but he, you know, he's, he's shown he can play third, short, second, and he's really a good first baseman. I, I was surprised, you know, that the way he's played over there. So maybe he is a, the utility guy. You know, he gives yeah. you a little pop yeah. off the bench, can change a game late. So I'm like, you know, he's, uh, he's, he's come a long way since hitting Yasmani Grandal on the back of the helmet with a, uh, with a throw to uh, end it, to lose a game for Shane Bieber uh, in Chicago early in the season. Boy, just, just saying that sentence, uh, you know, uh, Shane Bieber, remembering Shane Bieber. Yeah, he pitched 15 games for the Indians this year. Yeah. Kind of hard to remember. And he's supposed to throw another simulated game today, either at uh, Lake County or, or, or Columbus. So we'll see how that goes. Right. Uh, all right. We were talking about, you know, unsettled positions for next season. I think you can pretty much say that about uh, every position in the outfield, except maybe center field where I think you're going to see Miles straw be the, you know, the, the leadoff hitter and center fielder for the, for the season next year. Uh, I, I gotta believe with the way that Ahmed Rosario has played at shortstop, and has hit the ball and you need as much offense as you can uh, that you're going to go ahead and just give him the, the shortstop position next season, uh, despite every other, you know, every other candidate at that spot that you have in the organization. Rosario has at least earned the right to, to lose that job if he can. Um, And standing next to him, you got to have Jose Ramirez because of his contract and just the, the, the cost certainty there. And then Framo Reyes at DH. Those are pretty much the, the set in stone positions in my mind. Uh, and any others that you could maybe think of? Yeah, no, I think you got, you hit the nail on the head, Joe. Uh, you know, you look at the catching situation, you could say Austin Hedges, you know, it's kind of emerged as a starter, but uh, you know, he's eligible for arbitration again. Um, you know, Roberto Perez is as an option that, you know, $7 million option that they probably aren't going to pick up or, you know, that they've really got to, you know, kind of mull over there. 
and if they don't pick that up, he's a he's a free agent. So I guess the catching position is really, you know, kind of up for grabs as well. Yeah, I I would agree there. I think maybe you you see them bring Hedges back, and if if Wilson uh, Ramos hadn't gotten hurt, maybe he would have been a an option as a veteran backup. But uh, I don't, you know, who knows if he's even going to be able to play next season. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's going to, it's hard for me to see Roberto Perez back with the Indians next year. And that's going to be a hard decision for them to make. Uh, yeah, Austin Hedge is probably at about what, 5 million, five to 6 million. I would think maybe yeah, next somewhere. year. He, in, what do you mean, 3 million probably. this past season? This yeah. season? He made, he made three this year. So I'm, I'm thinking he gets a, a little bit of a raise there. Um, First base, I, I mean, I guess they've got to see what they've got with Bobby Bradley uh, over this last month, but how can you not have him be on the team at least, you know, out of spring training unless there's a total disaster in, in, in spring training? Oh, yeah, I think he's in there, uh, Joe. I think he's shown enough pop, enough promise there uh, where if, you know, he can stay healthy and get some regular bats, uh, you know, he's going to be a strikeout guy. There's going to be some swing and miss there, but he has to have, uh, you know, he has to show some power too. You know, he hit like two balls, two or three balls to the track last night. Uh, but uh, he's got to drive the, ba- the ball. That's what, he, that's what his job is to do. And, uh, you know, so I think he'll be in there and he, maybe he platoons with Chang. Maybe they bring in a veteran right-handed hitter that can, uh, you know, ha- you know they, they can work together there. But uh, I think he's going to get a chance to play for sure. And then the other two spots, uh, the the corner outfield spots that are that are left there. Uh, I mean, you're talking maybe they bring in a veteran bat for for one of those spots. Maybe they ride with Bradley Zimmer. I mean, he he's cooled off a little bit since uh, he came out so hot after the after the month of July. Um, and Harold Ramirez on the other side. Uh, you got Harold Ramirez, Oscar Mercado, pretty much performing at the same clip right now. Um, th- that's a spot that could definitely use an upgrade. Yeah, you know, and uh, Daniel Johnson is in that mix as well. But I think you're right about Zimmer. You know, with Zimmer and uh, Zimmer and Straw in, in center and right field, you know, at least you know the ball's going to get caught. You know, and uh, they're, they're going to make all the plays. Uh, so I think that's a, that's a good starting point. Um, and, uh, you know, Harold Ramirez is an interesting guy to me. You know, uh, I think, you know, he hasn't hit a home run since, since June, Joe, mm-hmm. June, June 20th. And, yep. uh, you know, I don't know if he's a power hitter or not, but right now he, you know, and he obviously came off the injured list. He was, he hurt his hamstring. So, uh, you know, we got, you got to give him a chance to come back all the way, but, what kind of is he? Is he an everyday guy, or is he a is he a bench guy? Yeah, a, in an ideal world, I think they realize that Harold Ramirez is a a good fourth outfielder. Yeah. But he's had to play as a starter this year because, uh, you know, just because of what they have and what they don't have. Uh, <laughs> you remember when Eddie Rosario was a, a starter in left field for the Indians? <laughs> Gosh, Gosh, that seems like a million years ago. Exactly. <laughs> All right, uh, heading into tonight's game, the Indians taking on the Twins in the finale of a four-game series. Let's see if they can score a run this time. Uh, Randy Dobnek on the mound for the Twins. 
one and seven, seven point six four ERA. He's just off the the injured list with uh, the similar injury to what uh, Aaron Savali had suffered and kept him out for so long with the sprained finger. Uh, Cal Quantrill goes for the Indians, uh, four and three, a three point one five ERA. But Cal Quantrill over his last month and a half to two months, uh, just dominant for the Indians on the mound. Uh, just sort of, uh, you know, uh, what you look forward to seeing uh, from the Indians as a starter uh, every time out. You you want to see these these Quantrill starts because they've been really exciting. Yeah, and he's been you know so consistent, Joe. I mean, six seven innings, you know, two three fewer runs. Um, just uh, you know, he's shown he can pitch out of trouble. He doesn't get rattled. He keeps that that heart heart rate. You know, at a nice even keel, uh, but he's he's been one of the you know one of the the bright lights of this this uh, season. You know, coming out of the bullpen and really establishing himself as a as a starter, not only with the Indians but in the big leagues. And you know, he's got to be you know up in that rotation next year. And have won a spot somewhere in the in that first five uh, you know first five spots in the rotation. Yeah, giving him a chance to prepare in the off season as a starter and not as a sort of unknown uh, that that'll be uh, a big, you know, difference for him heading into spring training next year. All right, Hines, we'll look forward to your coverage of uh, tonight's game here on cleveland.com uh, and talk to you again tomorrow on the Cleveland baseball talk podcast. All right, Joe.